For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. Warning. Some material presented here may be sensitive or mature for younger audiences. Depictions of violence, suggestive content, and profanity are involved. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 1. Cocktails and Seduction So, it's larger than I remember. It was a pain in the ass to navigate the last time. It's even worse now. Skyscrapers are higher. The traffic is busier. More people are present throughout the city at large. As I ride my motorcycle through the neon-colored streets, I see holographic billboards advertising different products, mostly in fashion or skincare. And they're usually presented by many models or idols, acting all pretty to appeal to their target market. If there's anything that's been the same since my last time here, Seoul still cares for appearances, especially in the most luxurious district of the city. Hmm. Well, considering that I'm close to Coex, it wouldn't hurt to go there, since it's quite close to my intended destination. Now, I'm proud of this bike. It is a mix of red and yellow colors, with Kirin decals all over it. Most people assume I am driving a Suzuki or a Honda based on the design, but it was custom made by a friend I knew back in Osaka. The best part of it is what comes next. Cool, right? Just need one app, and the bike compacts into something fit for a backpack. Extremely lightweight for portability, this tech is not out in the market yet. And the jaws of onlookers are dropping. Even Seoul hasn't seen everything. Yes, the helmet is foldable too. Now I can check out what's on sale in Coex. According to Zetsama, the population boom in Seoul made the government think about expansion. I heard they had to renovate places underground, including the mall for that to happen efficiently. Courtesy of Pinnacle, I heard. But they are kind of sketchy. Wouldn't surprise me if they got the Chables to be their lapdogs to make this happen. Luxury brands? Nope. Nothing but baseless clout. Skincare products. My skin is already perfect. Trendy gadgets. I keep breaking those. Never mind. Ooh, some ball and bomber jackets. Some variety from the leather ones I usually wear. Ooh, damn. I look good in this. With short black hair, dark orange eyes, and wearing a black sleeveless crop top, and some dark blue skinny jeans, this black jacket completes the set. 
I wear it loose and unzipped, so my muscles and abs show. If I had a clone of myself, I'd take her out on a date. <laughs> Makes sense, since I am going to a nightclub after all. Samsung Dong. Nightlife Central. I arrive at my destination. A sleek, silver, modern building. It's the newest nightclub in Gangnam, Yonghun. In English, it simply means spirit. Long line. Fortunately, I am not heading that way. I walk up to one of the bouncers, who wears golden rimmed shades. I was told I needed to speak to him specifically, which I did with the following passphrase. Where's the red closet? He points to a symbol near the alley next to the club, which points further down said alley. I nod to him and continue from there. Dead end, save a spiral symbol on the wall. Of course, Zetsama gave me the heads up on how I needed to proceed next. 50,000 won. That should be enough. I trace the edge of the wand on the line of the spiral carefully, until it reaches the center, and it's sucked in. Ah, the red door. I take out my driver's license. It's fake, but Zetsama is a master at forgery. Not even AI or magic systems could tell if something is off from it. They got some good bangers in here. Dokkebi. Korean goblins. Didn't think they were bouncers. Better off getting a troll or something. Well, it's just a quick bag check. Not much here except for my bike, but it looks like a thermos, and they don't know what it is. They nod and let me go on. While Yonghun is considered very popular among the human side of Seoul, its counterpart in the realm of magic and monsters is the oldest non-human club in South Korea. Its human version of spirit only opened recently. It also allows entry to all sorts of colorful characters, mostly Dokkebi, alongside some Christians still stuck on Earth. There are also many beings from Japan, such as the Yokai, who are here to proceed with business with their Korean neighbors. I also see some other non-humans, such as elves, orcs, dwarves, and some demons lounging at the bar or getting it on with a vibe of the music. I would too, when I get free time. I see some humans here and there, but I assume they are mages or some top-level VIPs by the entourage they have. I walk up to the bar to see a Dukkebi bartender waiting for my order. 
Abram Martinez with a golden H garnish. It will also be great if your wood chips are mahogany or pine. The Dokkebi bartender has a look of complete bewilderment. Great. An amateur. Boss? What's a golden age garnish? The boss is a bit more portly. Hmm? What did you say? The junior bartender points to me. Are you telling me the oldest club in Korea can't even do a simple golden age garnish? Ah, you must be quite the connoisseur to order something as obscure as something from the Hesperides. That's not even on my top list of obscure cocktails. Still doesn't answer my question. Can you do it or not? I can. But can you log handle it? <sighs> if you're stalling for time, maybe I should just make the damn thing myself. The people at the bar start to pay attention to the conversation. Ugh, crap. I just worded this into a challenge. Okay, tell you what. It's on the house if you can make something that you can impress me. But if you fail, you get charged up. Well, I am not one to say no to a challenge. Too bad I have to work for a simple drink. <laughs> you must be out of your mind if you think that is a simple drink. Go ahead, impress all of us. Apprentice! Give her the items she'll need. Yes, boss! Okay, so here's the rare Hesperides apples and some mahogany wood chips. <laughs> nice. Mahogany will make this cocktail like the nectar of the gods. First, rum into a decanter. Chips in a teapot with a strainer. Low torch? I'm good. Just need one ignition from my index finger. And... We got a fire. <laughs> Interesting. Pyromancy. Rum with doused chips. Now pour it into the decanter. Infuse it with smoke. And cap it with a lid. Some liquor and ice to shake in a glass. And then strain the mix into the uncapped decanter. Cap it again. Swirl it. There we go. Into the glass. The smoke is slowly rising from the cocktail in an almost sensual manner. This is where the moment of truth comes in, apprentice. What do you mean? You'll see. Now for the challenge. I take one of the golden apples, which has a shine to rival ingots. I just need one slice. I have to be very careful how much juice I squeeze off from it. Too little and the effect from the garnish will be too weak to make a difference. Too much and the juices from the apple will neutralize the alcohol content from the cocktail completely. I need to squeeze the right amount so that it blends with the cocktail, bringing out that rare flavor while still maintaining the alcohol content. Problem is, sometimes I don't know my own strength. And I had attracted a crowd. Good thing I don't have stage fright. Put me on a stage naked and it won't make much of a difference, except earning me sims from both sexes. I start squeezing the apple over the cocktail. One drop. Two drops. Finally, three drops, and I move the apple aside. I present a drink to the bartender. What the fuck? I haven't seen anyone squeeze a golden apple to extract its juice from their damn hand! What are you trying to pull? Drink it. 
The bartender looks at his apprentice, who only shrugs back. <sighs> I haven't tasted anything like this. Apprentice! Fill some shot glasses. People need a taste of this. All right, everyone, cheers! Bottom jump! Oh my god, boss, this actually tastes pretty good. <laughs> you definitely had some bartending experience, didn't you? You tell me. You tasted my rum Martinez. Well then, I guess I have to keep my word on the house. An ovation and a free drink. A good start to the night. Amazing. That's ambrosia level shit right there. Maybe I should go back to bartending. Oh. A woman is staring at me. Looks K-pop material. Wouldn't surprise me if she is part of one. She wears a nice, tight dress. Yet her fashion sense is quite classy. Hey, beautiful. I saw what you did at the bar. I even tasted a shot. Amazing. You're as talented as you are sexy. Well, it's something I picked up in my journeys. I'm a traveler, after all. <laughs> well, I would like to get to know you better. Mind if we find a private spot to spend some time? Why not? Lead the way? The woman takes my hand, and we go to the restroom. Wow. Clean for a club restroom. Would have thought this place would be stickier. Kinda curious. Why would you lead me to the restroom to get to know me better? Is this some kind of quickie? <laughs> well, this place has been around for a long time. There are some special places for privacy. I rented out the place for women only. Didn't know that was even a thing. Go ahead. The woman opens the stall and traces her finger on the wall. More hidden passageways. <laughs> this place has so many red flags, you can just miss an entire soccer team before halftime. Wait, those are red cards. Uh, never mind, that metaphor doesn't work. She leads me to a private section of the club. There are multiple closed stalls, no one here. Man, the perfume is so strong, it stings. She takes me to a velvet couch, where we lounge. My name is Unju. What's yours? Yojin. You're Korean too? I wouldn't be able to tell. I thought you were Japanese. Eh, half and half. Hmm, I see. What brings you to Seoul? Business. Nothing special. But it looks like you came here seeking... Pleasure. 
Jeez, her flirting is cringe. I'll give her that. But I'll play along. I came to Seoul to look for someone. It's part of the job. But for the moment, I'm just decompressing. I think I know what I can give to help you decompress. Weed? But it's red. Yeah, it will help you relax. Try it. Wow, that's quite relaxing. And she's really coming on to me, because she's already rubbing my lap. How does it feel? Good. Never had this type of weed before. Blood cannabis. A relaxant that can make even a vampire go limp. Interesting. The woman starts inching closer to me. She starts feeling all over me and even starts taking off my jacket. I will take good care of you, okay? I think you will find what happens next to be very blissful. Well, she ain't lying. She's a good kisser. The kiss she delivers is as gentle as she says. I close my eyes as I let her take the lead. Then I feel her tongue playing with mine. What's with this cherry flavor I'm tasting? In fact, I feel something in her tongue. A cuff drop? Did she eat a bowl of them recently? Should have melted by now. Wait a minute. It feels like a marble. My body starts feeling more and more lethargic. Like my energy is slowly seeping away. I think I found my target. My tongue! Looking for this? You sap life energy with this marble before you eat people. That sounds like hunting with needless extra steps. How? Some weed is not going to put me out of the fight. By the way, serial killers are not my type. Okay. Nine tails, sharp claws, canine teeth, and fox ears. Wonder if she still has human ears when she transforms. Find a weird having two sets of ears. Not much of an actual fighter, is she? And all the stalls I tossed her through reveal her previous flings. Rotting corpses, gaping wounds, and missing livers. Seems I found my kumio. Another pounds. <sighs> no dice. And I punched her back to the restroom, too. I think I can drop the act. 
Need to make sure I don't forget my jacket and backpack. Ooh, a mirror. Let's see. <laughs> Crimson skin, my nubby horns. Orange upon black eyes. Yep, the real me. Oh, now you are afraid, Fox Girl. You're an owie? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Your prize is some silver bracelets around your wrists. So why don't you make this easy? And... <laughs> the hard way, huh? Okay, where is she? Oh, there she is. And she is charming the clubbers. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Maybe I can use the numbers to my advantage. Just like bowling. I'm the ball. And you assholes... ...are the pins! Here's some incoming uppercuts, punches, and sideswipes from some of them. Guys, you really need to try boxing. Because this... <laughs> this is just a pillow fight by this point. Oh, they're getting chairs now. And that's just a waste of furniture. Okay, the Doktebi security are not happy about this brawl. They're even bringing out shock batons and tasers. Just a tingle. This is getting sad. Just a tug of all the cables and a taste of my elbow. Ooh, I think I broke his teeth. Accidentally, of course. Okay, no more wasting time. Where is she? More of these assholes. <laughs> a broken bottle might as well have a plastic fork. <laughs> just knock down a vampire, Posse. Ah, shit, I was just doing a simple job and it turns into a pitiable version of Wrestlemania. Wait, why do the trolls have clubs in here? I thought this place had a no-weapons policy. Dodge one, and... Caught, yanked, and counter-swing. Ah, crap. I think I overdid it. Zetsama is not going to be happy with me. Fortunately, there is the Gumiho going out the back. If she goes into fox mode, she will escape. And I will not have my time wasted. Ah, oh, a dumpster. One shot, yo. Dodges as predicted. Now, the tackle. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, you earned an elbow to your pretty face. The cuffs work in magic as the ankles and wrists stick together like a magnet. The collar should keep her from transforming. Officially captured, Yo one Lumio Zero. Please, you can't do this to me. I could have done this the easy way. Now I'm probably banned from a nightclub. Again. Anyway, let's see. I got more important things to deal with. Now to carry her to the extraction point. Business as usual. Near Gimpo International Airport, I rendezvous with the members of the Ars Goetia with my bounty. <sighs> Stop whining. Hard to be low-key carrying a woman with me. Good thing Zetsama gave me a portable stealth generator, since she always thinks ahead. Those things eat up batteries fast, but Gimpo isn't too far away. Job done, Gumio in custody, whatever happens next with her is not my problem. There's Setsuna-sama with her trademark black kimono and a purple sash. Sporting a faceless white dome, Zetsama speaks with only neutrality in her tone. It was annoying at first, but... well, it's still annoying. You completed the mission base objectives. But you did so in the crudest manner possible with considerable collateral damage to people and property. That will be deducted from your compensation. Not much I can do when she charmed a whole damn club to try and kick my ass. A.G. contacted Yongun. She reportedly charmed a couple of patrons, but your indiscriminate approach did more than what was needed for self-defense. Maybe they should explain why they had a den that housed a gumiho that killed that many people. That will be a separate investigation. Regardless, you are banned from Yonggun, and by extension, all Gangnam nightclubs, until further notice. I don't care. I have to make my own damned cocktail there. The Dokkebi couldn't take my order. Irrelevant. What has happened is over. You have another assignment. A very important one. What do you mean? Leave us. This is one of those juicy jobs, isn't it? A certain client has called upon us and a bunch of other PMCs to hunt a group of dangerous agents responsible for the recent sabotage of their operation in Southeast Asia. Okay, so who's the client and why are we hunting these agents? Classified. Your clearance is not high enough. I always hate it when you say that. Zetsama projects a hologram showing information of two particular individuals. The pics seem to be from CCTV footage of their activities at some city. One of them looks like a dark-skinned Asian dude that turned into some kind of horse monster. Another was a very pale Chinese girl in a red hoodie fighting some zombies. The Equinethrope and the Jiangshe are wanted by the client alive. You must capture both. Weaknesses will be disclosed, so your mission will be more convenient. Anything else? 
Like where I'm going? The projection shows a map. Lagos, Nigeria. More details will be included in your directives along the way. <sighs> Guess I'm going to Africa. Would definitely be the chill in the air up here. Your flight is in Gimpo. You leave in the morning. Zetsama walks away as I notice her info being sent to my phone. I wonder what makes Horseboy and that Chinese zombie so special. I just hope Lagos actually has bartenders that make goddamn drinks. At the heart of this world, where monsters and magic exist in secret from modern life, is conflict. And among this chaos, there's one endeavor of great undertaking yet to be unleashed upon the world. They have been swarming into our affairs like locusts. I wandered aimlessly looking for a place of my own. I never got the chance to find it. And all this for what? For what? Scraps? Nonsense? Idiot! Stop stumbling around and come with me. They are snakes that think themselves dragons. That's the sad reality we live in. Too much BS being peddled out there, obscuring fact. Like I need more reasons to think society is terrible. Osboy, just follow her lead. Gonna make this easy and come quietly. Or do you want to do this the fun way? I wanted to see the world, be daring, help people elsewhere. Those chosen shall seek the truth of what they face. Let them reveal what is hidden and enlighten the world. Let them seek the truth of Project Gnosis. Project Gnosis is an MQ Media production. Written and produced by Matthew Curran. Sound design, music production, and mixing by Spice MT. If you want to know more about Project Gnosis, check out more episodes on various podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on places like TikTok or Twitter for more updates. If you want to be a supporter, we have our website where you can join and have access to all sorts of content, such as behind the scenes. If you have any inquiries, message us at projectgnosisthestory at gmail.com. This is Project Gnosis. More to come soon.